0: Welcome to Mana for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible, and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Morning. How are you guys doing? It is a Tuesday morning here, and we are pressing on in Proverbs, and we're finishing John actually said I think I said yesterday we finished but we had one more chapter to go and it is pretty amazing. John one of the most foundational books in the New Testaments all the books are inspired and <laughs> written by by God inspired by God but John is that one book that just really focuses on the the deity of Jesus Christ and his miracles and who he is in that aspect is as being fully God. So it's one, one of the books that I thoroughly enjoy so much reading through. So let's look quickly over at, at this day trivia. Why do U.S. Marines wear brass buttons on their uniforms? To keep their coats buttoned. <laughs> All right, I wasn't expecting that one. Uh, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree... It will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. Vietnam War Pentagon Papers, June 13, 1971. The U.S. Times begins to publish excerpts from the top secret report on U.S. involvement in Vietnam. The report became known as the Pentagon Papers. They indicated that the administration of John F. Keg had actively helped to overthrow and assassinate South Vietnamese President Dinh Jim in 1963 and on and on and on it goes, implicating U.S. involvement in foreign countries with their leadership and president. Hmm, Who knew? Never heard that before. Hmm. Germany launches its first V-1 rocket, 1944, on this day, June 13th. They were used to strike London during World War II, known as the V-1 flying bomb. At its peak, the Germans were flying more than 100 a day. At Southeast England. How scary is that? It would just fly till it ran out of fuel and then drop wherever. So you never knew. First American U.S. Supreme Court Justice was African American on just the day uh, Thurgood Marshall was appointed. And that's about it. That's about it on that side. So let's move over into the reading today. Thank you, Father, for this time that we have with you. Every morning, thank you for anyone new joining us, God. May you continue to guide us, instruct us, help us, God, to gain wisdom and understanding in all that we read. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 8 now. The commendation of wisdom. Does not wisdom call and understanding lift up her voice? On top of the heights beside the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Besides the gates, at the opening to the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out to you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men o naive ones understand prudence, and o fools understand wisdom, listen, for I will speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things for my mouth will utter truth and wickedness is an abomination to my lips and All the utterances of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands. And write to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choicest gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way. And the perverted mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. Power is mine. By me, kings reign, and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule, and nobles, all who judge rightly. I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Riches and honor are mine, enduring wealth and righteousness, My fruit is better than gold, even pure gold, and my yield better than choicest silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of justice, to endow those who love me with wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before the works of old. From everlasting I was established, from the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. And then when there was no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While he had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the first dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he inscribed a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above and the springs of the deep became fixed, when he had set for the sea its boundary, so that the water would not transgress his commands, When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the world, his earth, having my delight in the sons of men. Now therefore, O sons, listen to me, for blessed are they who keep my ways. Heed instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. For he who finds me finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me injures himself. All those who hate me love death. Chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has prepared her food. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maidens, she calls from the tops of the heights of the city. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who lacks understanding, she says, Come, eat of my food and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake your folly and live. Proceed in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets dishonor for himself. He who reproves a wicked man gets insults for himself. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will still be wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase his learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself, and if you scoff, you alone will bear it. The woman of folly is boisterous. She is naive and knows nothing. She sits at the doorway of her house, on a seat by the high place of the city, calling to those who pass by, who are making their paths straight. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who lacks understanding, she says, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. It's interesting how, again, believing Solomon wrote this, that he's writing as wisdom in chapter 8. Not about wisdom, but as wisdom he is. It's, It's written kind of in that interesting, I guess we should say, metaphoric sense. And he was the one that prayed that God would give him wisdom and understanding and not silver and gold. That was not as concerning, he wanted to rule his people, and he has wisdom. He's writing, he says, seek me, I'm better than silver and gold, and I will give you the riches, and I'll give you all these things. So he's kind of giving his own testimony a little bit in there as he's writing these things, and he talks about wisdom was with God at the foundation, in the beginning of creation, and this is amazing. I mean, at one point he says, those who seek me will find me, which is really a, we can see this, a messianic reference to Jesus. But we know Jesus was not brought forth at the beginning, created. He was always and has always been part of, of the Godhead. So it's a slight, I should say, pointer to pointing forward that the person who seeks wisdom will be led to the Messiah, will be led to Jesus, and he is the one who says all who seek me will find me and then in that you will have life eternal so wisdom is in the process wisdom and knowledge are needed to make <laughs> and here i'm going to say it, a choice with your free will as i believe that god has given us that to decide if we are going to follow after him we're given the ability to make choices and we need the wisdom to make those choices we need wisdom to, and the understanding of the things around us. Because you can get a lot of information, but if you don't have the right understanding of that information, you make wrong choices. You make bad choices. So many of us had information about God when we were young, but the way it was presented to us was that it was just a formalized ritual that people went through to make themselves feel better or something or trying to reach God that was far away. And we were trying to reach him by some kind of works ethic And that information was presented to us. It was with the wrong understanding. You take the same Bible and then get brought to you by somebody with understanding and wisdom. Now, wisdom says no. (laughs) It's by seeking God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And looking for that. Looking for him. The knowledge of him. And that is better than silver and gold. It is knowledge applied the right way at the right time. Then that makes you wise and... And then the person that the proverb saying, the wise man receives the rebuke. He receives the the wisdom, he, and he becomes wiser still. And and this is the difference between the scoffer and and the and the wise. The person that wants to know God and the person who is rebelling against God. You can give them both the same information, but yet one will receive it, one will reject it and scoff at it. Two thieves on the cross, of course, being a perfect example of that. No greater example. Jesus Himself has given them. An example of his life so there you go john chapter 21 jesus appears at the sea of galilee after these things jesus manifested himself again to the disciples at the sea of tiberias and he manifested himself in this way simon peter and thomas called didymus and nathaniel of cana in galilee and the sons of zebedee and the two others of his disciples were together Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, We will also come with you. And they went out and got into the boat that night, and they caught nothing. But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to them, Children, do you not have any fish, do you? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find a catch. So they cast, and then they were not able to haul it in because of the great number of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. So when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put his outer garment on, for he was stripped for work, and he threw himself into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, What about a hundred yards away, dragging the net full of fish? So when they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire already laid, fish placed on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Verse 12, Jesus said to them, come and have some breakfast. None of the disciples ventured to question him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord, Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and the fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus was manifested to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. So when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to them, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my lambs. He said to them again, a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, shepherd my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved. He said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. Verse 18. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to gird yourself and walk wherever you wished. But when you grew old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will gird you and bring you where you do not wish to go. Now this, he said, signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Peter, turning around, saw the disciples whom Jesus loved following them. And one who also had leaned back on his bosom at the supper And said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? So Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, and what about this man? And Jesus said to him, if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Therefore, this saying went out among the brethren that that disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but only if I want him to remain until I come. What is that to you? This is the disciple who is testifying to these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, if which they were written in detail, I suppose, that even the world itself would not contain the books that would be written. (laughs) Now that's a wonderful way to end a book. And that is the truth. How could you ever finish writing about the life of the creator of the universe that came in human form to live among us? Every single act that he would do and say, from his birth, would be a book, pretty much. So a pretty foundational. Uh, John is the is the gospel we like to give new believers many times to help them understand that Jesus was much more than a good man, a prophet, exalted teacher to be emulated. He was God. He was the second part of the Trinity. Come down to earth, divesting himself of his glory so that he could live amongst us and offer himself for us. Now, when he's with Simon on the seashore, again, they're still not there. They haven't figured it all out. They know the tomb is empty, and they know that he's risen, but they don't understand his new work among them and when he would manifest or not and how physical he was. Again, there was widely held belief by the Gnostics that they pushed in those days that the best that Jesus, or any person that there was widespread belief in in spirit beings that would come and inhabit human bodies and leave them, and they didn't believe that Christ, especially later, by the time we get to Paul, and Gnosticism was only developing at this time. It became much stronger later. So there was this kind of thinking, well, it was a familiar spirit. He wasn't real. This is why Jesus tells them in the last chapter, "Go ahead and touch me, feel me, see that I'm real." Spirit doesn't have f- flesh and bone like I do. Now He's inviting them for breakfast. Come over, sit down, and eat with Him, which I really like because you know what that means. When our glorified bodies, we can feast, we can eat. I know that's a weird thing to say, but think about it. We tend to think in heaven, we're going to be Casper the Friendly Ghost, and we're not going to be able to do much of anything fun because you know we're spirits. Not going to be that way physical bodies glorified, going to be able, everything we can do now, only a million times better. And our perfect bodies be able to eat. So Jesus ate with them. We're going to be able to enjoy fellowship around the table and have wonderful meals together. It's going to be great. So, and of course, and he asked Peter three times, do you love me? Why? Because Peter denied him three times. Peter had to figure this out. I'm sure later, and uh, at that moment, when Jesus was asking him, he didn't wasn't understanding, but it becomes very clear, Peter, you denied me three times. So this is your time of redemption to yourself and to everybody. And three times, Peter says, no, I love you. So Jesus has Jesus given that confirmation. See, you've been restored. You've been forgiven. We can all get to the point where we're not sure. We can deny him. We can do really dumb things and run off in rebellion or in sin make mistakes. But we always have that opportunity. If we will allow it to sit with Jesus in the morning over breakfast and in our quiet times when we really, really know that we've blown it and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I love you. And just pour that out. I love you. Please forgive me. And he will. We have that testimony here. He will forgive us, restore us. And what does he say when we blow it and we want to come back? Follow me. Charles Spurgeon, I, the Lord, do keep it. I will water it every moment, lest any hurt it. I will keep it night and day, Isaiah 27.3. When the Lord himself speaks in his own proper person, rather than through a prophet, the word has a particular weight to believing minds. It is Jehovah himself who is the keeper of his own vineyard. He does not trust it to any other. But he makes it his own personal care. Are they not well kept whom God himself keeps? We are to receive gracious watering, not only every day and every hour, but every moment. How we ought to grow, how fresh and fruitful every plant should be, what rich clusters and vines should bear. But disturbers come, little foxes and the boar. Therefore, the Lord himself is our guardian, and that at all hours, both night and day. What then can harm us? Why are we afraid? He tends, he waters, he guards, and what more do we need? Twice in this verse, the Lord says, I will. What trust, what power, what love, what immutability we find in the great I will of Jehovah. Who can resist his will? If he says, I will, what room is there for doubt? With an I will of God, we can face all the hosts of sin, death, and hell. O Lord, since thou saith, I will keep thee, I reply, I will praise thee. Alrighty, that'll do it. So thank you guys. We will pick this up tomorrow. We'll start into a new gospel. We will see you then. Okay, bye. <laughs>